Hello, this is Brighter Evening, a podcast where we discuss fun, food, and ideas to make the world brighter. Good evening. My name is Josh. Thank you for listening tonight. I really do appreciate you coming in to listen. Tonight we're going to talk about a recent news story, and that's something I don't normally do uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, but I, I like to focus on ideas that are a little bit more timeless um, and and are more trends than kind of the flavor of the day story. But I did read a story recently that I thought really uh, demonstrated a point uh, around data freedom, something we talked about recently uh, in uh, in the episode on data freedom. We had talked about these different levels of data freedom and and where you when you own your data when you own your devices to a certain extent and uh, the story is about spectrum uh, spectrum is a major cable company they're they're in a lot of different states and a lot of people have them as their cable provider I think there are only five states that don't have spectrum available somewhere so needless to say it's it's a very common uh, provider um, a lot of people don't have an option of where they go with their providers. Um, that's that's a topic I'd really like to dive into in the future. Uh, the reasons behind the the lack of options for your cable provider, your internet provider in an area are pretty interesting. Um, but Spectrum, major company. And like a lot of cable companies, they don't just sell cable television, right? Of course, I call them an internet provider because that's probably their number one service today, right? The, the idea of cord cutters is really just people moving to internet service as their primary means of, of receiving entertainment and switching to streaming and so forth. And so they're an internet provider. They're a cable television provider. They're a phone provider because that's the, the old triple play idea. But there are other services that kind of come along with this. Um, home security is one of them. DSL providers and all that kind of stuff have been providing home security for a lot of years and um, there's special phone lines that were used for providing home security services through the phone company um, at, at least as early as I was aware of it which was uh, I guess probably sometime around the year 2002 or 2003 I had some conversations about it with someone who happened to be in that uh, that part of the world that kind of industry um, it's an it, it's one of the services more recently, you get some of these other services that are, are add-ons to that sort of idea. So um, you've got uh, you know some backup services and, and kind of cloud-type services. And in the case of home security, smart home services. So you purchase a variety of smart home devices, and then you use them through your cable provider. And they provide you a lot of options. Now... That might be a convenient way to go because they'll come in and install it for you and finding a contractor to do that is difficult. So certainly understand why someone would choose to have their cable company be their smart home provider, so to speak. The cable company is also going to pick devices that work together and, and provide some level of engineering that you don't need to. Right? They're going to pick all devices that are compatible with each other through, say, a Zigbee or Z-Wave or one of these smart home technologies and they'll make sure that their online portal makes it all accessible so you can unlock your door and look at your cameras and whatever else they provide for you. 
But remember, this portal is a com cable company owned portal. And back in episode seven, like we talked about in Data Freedom, the idea of, of having someone host this stuff for you can put you at risk. As it turns out, they were sort of a level one, right? We said level zero is kind of the worst, right? It's you've been you've been locked out of Google. You can't get to your email anymore. They were kind of a level one thing. They have you over a barrel. And as often happens with these level one services, for whatever reason, they no longer are a priority. So in smaller companies, this can mean that they go out of business or get acquired, and the company acquiring them didn't want their uh, service. They wanted their engineers right or some underlying technology that's not necessarily the consumer facing technology in the case of bigger companies it usually comes down to the fact that this is sort of a, an experiment or a sideshow or something and it doesn't make the profits necessary for the company to continue putting resources and focus on it maybe they're losing money on it maybe they're not maybe it's just not a big enough money maker it could be some kind of political thing where the person who is behind the project leaves the company gets promoted gains or loses politically in the organization, somehow, some way, a manager high up in the organization decided to no longer offer the service. So in the case of Spectrum, um, they posted this statement, and the statement is actually screenshotted, and it's available on the linked Extreme Tech article. It says, on February 5th, 2020, your home security services will be terminated. Now, I'll interject here and point out that this came out in January, so we're talking about like a month's notice. Uh, it continues. A number of suppliers that provide the equipment and network service necessary system to function will be shutting down their networks or ceasing operation. You will no longer be billed for this service. We're dedicated to making this as smooth a transition as possible and have partnered with two leading home security companies, Adobe and Ring, to provide exclusive offers for alternatively alternative uh, professionally monitored services. For details, refer to the letter or email we recently sent you. And it goes on to give the phone number. So there's a few interesting things here, right? They partnered with someone, according to what they say here. Um, I don't know whether or not that's true, but that organization is shutting down operations. And you're not going to get billed for it anymore. So as far as Spectrum is concerned, their obligation to you really just is, are you paying? If you're not paying, then you're fine. But I'm not sure that I agree with that. A lot of people put a good deal of money into getting these devices installed. These devices weren't free with the service. Some people spent $1,200, right? That's that's quite a lot of money. $1,200 for the service and these device, or to be able to use the service with these devices. Now the service disappears, and they're not being billed the monthly fee to be able to access them anymore. But they are on the hook, right? Because they don't. They have these devices they spend all this money on. They're now useless. Now they're saying Ado uh, Abode, sorry, it wasn't Adobe. It's Abode and Ring are going to provide exclusive offers. So what you get to do instead is buy new devices and get a new service provider. Now, there's a lot of interesting things here for me. One is, first of all, they move from a type, you know, level, level one to a level zero, right? This is the worst case scenario. You've been locked out of something that you used to have access to, you're probably relying on in some fashion, right? You're, you're interested in what's going on in your house. Um, that's interesting to me because, you know, 
businesses moving to level zero outside of going out of business are pretty uncommon. And maybe there is a story of someone going out of business behind this. I don't know. Um, I also think it's interesting that the billing model behind this was a lot more what you'd want to see out of a billing model if you're going to trust that something's going to stick around. They were paying a monthly fee for the service. They weren't they weren't relying on a cloud service that may or may not charge in the future, but right now it's free with the purchase of your device. So really, it's it's interesting, right? It's an established company, a large company. You're paying money for it. You'd expect to be able to continue to get service, and yet you can't. And now these devices are quote-unquote bricked. Bricked meaning they're as useful as a brick. Now the question becomes... What what could be better about this? Like, how could this have gone better? Because saying we really want to make this smooth, so we're going to have someone send you some admin, you know, some brochures. I, I don't think that really cuts it, right? You know, abode and ring might be great, but they might also go out of business tomorrow. I don't really know, right? If I just got burned by this, am I going to go get burned by the next one? I mean, if if I just spent twelve hundred dollars in the last couple of years and now all that equipment is just gone. I don't know that I'm gonna be interested in in doing it. It's like I got a I got a device, I got a smartwatch, and I liked it. Then the battery got swollen, and you know, it it became unreliable. Like it wouldn't charge, or whatever. The back case broke, and the back of the the like it broke. And it'd been you know maybe a year and a half or two years since I'd gotten it, and I kind of thought to myself, do I really need a smartwatch? I decided I didn't. Right, I haven't bought one since. It's not that I'm opposed to it, but you know, it, I didn't get the longevity out of it that I wanted, and so I kind of see the same thing here. Uh, if I were one of these people, I don't have smart home stuff in my house for a variety of reasons. But if I if I did, um, I don't know that I'd be going to one of these companies, right? So there's a couple problems here. The big problem is these devices are perfectly functional, and now they're taken offline. They could have have enabled these devices to work without the service, right? There, there needs to be some sort of contractual thing there, some kind of code escrow. There's ways that companies have of doing it. It's usually only large companies working with a smaller vendor. I was uh, working with a company like that. I didn't work for them, but it was a, a partner of a company I was working at. And they had that exact sort of arrangement where they had their special you know, secret sauce that they were selling, and some of it involved software that they had developed themselves. And so they had an agreement, and they had a third party holding that software in escrow. So if the small vendor for this major company were to go out of business, they would automatically get access to everything that was powering their business, right? This software that was helping them be more successful. So there are ways that that stuff is possible. Also, if these devices used a full standard, it would be possible to use them without this other company. Now, that requires that uh, Spectrum, in this case, sell them without locking it to their service. And from what I understand, having done a little bit more reading that I don't have any references for right now, I, I understand that they were locked to the Spectrum service. And so even if it was a fully open standard, it wouldn't work. Um, these devices were using the Zigbee standard, but the Zigbee standard is only like um, a communication standard, like like you know Wi-Fi or Ethernet, like you plug in and it works, but over the radio. 
Um, so it's some kind of wireless networking. But there's no um, kind of base service that says, okay, every device should implement this. So you'd look, you'd look for something more like USB. If you get a USB camera or a USB drive or a USB uh, headphones or something like that, when you plug it into the computer, you expect it to work, right? They're all standardized. They talk the same protocols. The operating systems know how to talk to them. If it was something more along those lines, Spectrum users would be a lot happier because then things would work, right? So they they could have done that. They could have also just opened it, you know, opened up this platform and allowed people to run some other version. Um, those are the directions I think are better. Now I'll I'll tell you the main reasons. You know, kind of regardless of of any home situation, I'm not interested in home automation that much right now. I think it's cool. I like the idea of, you know, blinds that open in the morning but stay shut at night and, you know, having uh, lights turn on and off and being able to control the temperature and all that. But I don't like the idea that a third-party service would control that. So, for example, if you want a smart thermostat, arguably Nest is the best smart thermostat that there is. And, um, you know... They're running through Google's servers before as their own servers. You don't know when Google's going to decide they don't need Nest anymore or that they're not going to support your model anymore or whatever. There's no guarantee it's going to run for 15 years or 20 years. I mean, I've used a 40-year-old thermostat that was fine, right? You know it's you know it's old because it's got the, the little glass vial with mercury in it. Um, and there's no problem with those things, right? They last for 40 years or 50 years, and then eventually you replace them. And I want the same thing out of any thermostat that I buy, even a smart one. Um, the data is not controlled locally, and these devices don't really work together, right? There's no sort of standard where vendor A will talk to vendor B, will talk to vendor C, and a network and a uh, usage level, technology level. And that's where I need to be to feel comfortable. I need to know that, you know, my I've got some smart home hub device, and that, you know, my camera and my light switch and my light bulb and all those things can can operate together in some meaningful way, right? So maybe if the light switch gets switched on, I want my camera to start recording, or I want to go into motion sensing mode when I light, turn off the light. I don't know, right? But that stuff needs to be done, and I need to be able to keep it in my house. I think Apple's done some good stuff here with uh, HomeKit because their stuff is able to stay local in your house, but it does have a cloud option. So, I mean, it, it definitely moves you up that chain from being just a a level one technology to a, uh, you know, maybe a level, or I guess I didn't call it level one. I I should call it a medium, right? Because you own the data. Um, Maybe it's high. You you have a copy of your data. Um, You have rights to persistent access, but there is an online option. Um, There's just no full free option, right? Something that's independent of Apple. So you do have to keep using Apple products um, if you go with HomeKit. And, and that's kind of, in my mind, something that's, that's to its detriment. But as, as far as things go, I'd say it does, it does have a high level of data freedom associated with it. Whereas, um, you know, this whole spectrum thing was a low level, um, very little data freedom associated with it. And, and now we see the consequences, right? There's people out of a lot of money and all they get is a brochure to spend that same money again on a new provider. So, like I said, this is a, a short episode. It was just something I found interesting. Um, I'd love to explore some of these other topics in the future, uh, especially the the whole kind of history behind 
the local ISP, usually it's monopoly or duopoly, right? There's only one or two providers. Um, you know, there's uh, there's some other other show topics that are coming up soon. Um, I'm doing some research on a number of fronts. So in the next week or two, there should be a, um, a more full-length episode. I might do another little quick episode like this if I come across something I find interesting. That would uh, that would work well with a quick treatment. I appreciate you listening to the podcast tonight. My name is Josh. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening to Brighter Evening. I hope I've made your evening brighter. You can subscribe to us by RSS on Google or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts. For more information on the show or this episode, please visit brighterevening.com.